As the philosopher Rudolf Carnap once so clearly said, <clears throat> Science is a system of statements based on direct experience and controlled by experimental verification. Or as we say, science is real. Is there any way out of this impasse created by man himself? We're made of star stuff. We are a way of the cosmos to know itself. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! presents Siskoid's Mad Theories, Episode 1. Professor Siskoid here. When it comes to people getting powers from lethal doses of radiation, or aliens being able to fly because they were born under a different sun, it's probably best not to think too hard about how those powers work. But risk, gentlemen, risk is our business. I just can't help myself. And anyway, figuring out how a power works helps superhero writers and role players, which are a kind of writer, come up with new and interesting ways to use their character's abilities. Truly, the bread and butter of the superhero form. Just look at The Flash, who does a lot more than run around, for example. Well, in this episode of Fire and Water Presents, we'll look at some of the most absurd superpowers and make you understand them. Now, the rest of the network is at Heroes Con this weekend, and they've left me in charge of the studio. They've told me not to touch anything, especially not Shag's Orion Girl standees. Yes, plural. Well, I won't shag, but the recording booth does beckon. You can't expect me not to record a little something while you're away. And knowing that, maybe you can send me some inspiration straight from the con. Are there questions about superpowers you've always wanted to know the answers to? Ah, we've got a question from Rob Kelly. My hero, Aquaman, talks to fish and they seem to understand him. Are fish just smarter in the DC Universe? Hmm, I'll have to think about that one. A man who walks with the animals, talks with the animals, grunts and squeaks and squawks with the animals. I can walk with the animals, talk with the animals, grunt and squeak and squawk with the animals. <laughs> Talking to the animals. It's not just Aquaman. The Hawks, Ant-Man, Dr. Doolittle. How do their powers work exactly? On the surface, you'd think it's simple enough. The heroes can either interpret the animal's language, vocal and gestural, or read its thoughts. If the hero can tell an animal to do something, then it's mind control. And the most realistic portrayal of the power usually plays like that. That explanation does not, however, cover everything we've seen animal talkers do. It doesn't explain, for example, how Topo, the octopus, can play the banjo. (laughs) 
and we've seen that. It doesn't explain how an animal can understand human concepts, or talk about them by name, how it can be sent to collect information, or how we can be privy to a humorous conversation between two ants. In short, it can't explain how an animal can be smart enough to talk with and like a person. My theory? The hero makes them smarter. In proximity to the hero, our little fish or insect suddenly finds its intellect enhanced, enough so that it can carry on a conversation, even carry out complex tasks outside of its instinctual set of behaviors. Since these animals often exhibit humanized personality traits and facility with idiom, the hero may in fact be imparting a part of his own intellect to the creature, projecting that personality onto the animal's psyche. Has anyone in fact checked if Aquaman himself can play the banjo? Now, I'll believe a dolphin has its own language, especially in a superhero universe, but many of these target animals have very limited brain capacity. Birds, fish, ants, not exactly nature's highest order. So how can our hero transmit this heightened IQ to the animal? The DC Universe has an interesting answer in the morphogenic field, aka the red akin to Swamp Thing's green, a field that surrounds the earth and links all of its animal life. It's how animal man can mimic animal abilities, and it could be how Aquaman talks to fish. If the field exists, it could link our hero's mind to that of marine animals, an echo field that could resonate distinctly, allowing for the transmission of intelligence. If a fish's expanded mind is greater, then its brain tissue would allow, it exists within the field, around the talking animal. Why around the animal rather than the hero? Because that would make Aquaman's potential range as large as the world. We've seen in Peter David's Aquaman, for example, fish relay a message to the Sea King from an ocean to the next until it reaches him. It's possible it was the same ocean, but the scene makes it clear Aquaman was leagues away. Which still begs the question, how did those fish communicate in Aquaman's absence? Similarly, Ant-Man's ants get up to trouble while he's out of the house. With or without the existence of a morphogenic field, it's possible creatures retain their high IQ for a time. It might degrade with time, or might be more or less permanent due to prolonged exposure, like Topo. And since each planet has its own field, it explains why Aquaman isn't usually able to speak to alien marine animals. The hawks, for their part, seem to have no trouble talking to Earth's birds, despite being from Thanagar. Are all Thanagarians plugged into the morphogenic field and able to speak and direct avians? Certainly, different heroes or versions of heroes have variant levels of ability. Now, sometimes the animals speak, sometimes they merely respond to commands. Some animals speak as well as any human, others appear to have the obsessions and dimwit of their kin. Now, if we accept this model for animal communication, a writer or roleplayer looking to use the power in a new and interesting way has a pretty good toolbox. Might he be able to push another character's lizard brain to enhance human intellect? Could he reverse the morphogenic flux so that he gained an animal's instincts and mental abilities, like a pigeon's sense of direction? How about a hero with multiple personalities all incarnated into animal companions? If a hero can enhance one ability through the field, can he perhaps enhance another? Aquaman making eels go stiff and turn into a pretty solid net mesh seems a pertinent example. Give a power a limit, like it basically reads animal body language, and you limit the character. Give the power an explanation, and you open doors for stretching into new and unusual ways. Agree or disagree? Leave us a comment at fireandwaterpodcast.com.
Milton, Thompson, Rutherford, and Bohr, Schrodinger, and Heisenberg, and many, many more, used their brains to venture in the realm of inner space and found the world of the atom was a weird and wondrous place. Our next question comes from the irredeemable Shag. Go ahead, Shag. Siskoid, I want to talk about shrinkage. So people like the Atom and the Wasp and Ant-Man, you know, they can shrink and return to normal size. Is it possible? Can they leave some part to normal size? Will you shrink down the rest? Just saying, might be beneficial when you're trying to attract members of the opposite sex. But really, actually, more importantly, when a hero like Ant-Man or the Atom shrinks, where does their excess mass go? Hmm. How do size-changing powers work? I mean, you can throw out words like pin particles all you want. What are the actual physics principles at work? Well, short of magic, don't ask. There are three basic ways superhero comics tend to view these powers, growing and shrinking, but we'll mostly talk about the latter because it's more complex, and that's really the question you asked. Credit where credit is due. A lot of my thoughts come from the Marvel Universe handbooks and the Dragon Magazine addenda to the Ultimate Powers book. One way to see it is smaller atoms. It's the one that seems the least complicated from the perspective of what's on the comic book page. This version of the power is also the least credible in terms of the real world. If your atoms are smaller, then you can't possibly breathe oxygen, because your lungs' tiny molecules are no longer compatible with the air's bigger ones. A size changer wouldn't be able to eat or drink either, or could, uh, but could metabolize any nutrients from it. The only way to make this work is if the hero's consistently shrinking molecules in his immediate vicinity, the air at the very least, which could lead to some interesting practical applications, or else he has a breathing apparatus, which is an interesting wrinkle in its own right. Or is it denser atoms? In this version of the power, the hero can compress the space between atoms, or possibly even between particles inside his atoms. This is how the Ant-Man movie says it works, though a compressed man couldn't actually ride an ant, because the way this works, the character's mass wouldn't change. A 180-pound man would still weigh as much, at 1G, of course. Inversely, a growing character with this version of the power wouldn't become a giant so much as a vaporous cloud or light balloon. Power Pack's Mass Master is one of the few characters that actually manifests this version fully. Might it be fewer atoms? As the hero shrinks, his mass is shunted to another dimension, let's call it the Pym dimension, just as a growing character would import mass from it. And indeed, as the shrinking hero must when he returns to full size. This dimension would be nothing but conceptual mass, unless you want to imagine people being violently stripped of their atoms by an unaware hero. A variant would have the mass come from somewhere, near or far, but then you'd have to contend with some pretty spectacular chemical reactions and radiation. Now, most shrinking heroes have both fewer and denser atoms to explain their suite of powers. Somehow, the human body works with fewer atoms, which probably speaks to a link between the self and what's been deposited in the Pym dimension. You might have a tiny brain in the here and now, but a lot of the processing is being done elsewhere. The atom, for example, has been able to put more weight into a punch by drawing from that invisible store of mass, making himself more or less heavy as situations required. There are other ways a character could change size, but these are definitely weird. There's the proxy method, where one's mind is uploaded to a miniaturized version of oneself, like in Doctor Who's The Invisible Enemy, though that's cheating. For growing, you could do it the old-fashioned way, with cell division, 
which is how we grew from tiny babies into full-grown adults. But that doesn't account for shrinking back down unless the larger body can be shed like a husk. So imagine a hero who could generate a tiny version of himself and leave his larger body behind. Or the hero could split into separate selves, each using the original's total mass. The more you split, the smaller the copies. Now, whatever version of the power you look at, things get real wonky when the hero shrinks down to subatomic size. And even before then, your atoms can be more densely packed, but can they contract to smaller than an actual particle? You can have fewer atoms in your body, but what happens when you're just one atom? Or less than an atom? Perhaps smaller atoms is the only possible explanation, since it would theoretically allow for atoms smaller than a particle, and certainly there's no air to breathe down there and it doesn't seem to affect anyone. Notably, the quantum realm makes an appearance in the Ant-Man film as this unexplainable place, but the very fact that it's possible to go there puts the lie to Pym's denser atoms theory. In the comics, the Marvel Universe proposes a microverse, another dimension that's accessed when you go too far down. But that's cheating as well. Here again, the Pym dimension is our key to understanding the true shrinking hero's ability to sit on an electron and admire the view. If one shunts all their mass into the Pym dimension, save a stray gluon or other particle building block, one is simply using that gluon as a probe into the quantum realm. The hero interprets this world into understandable images, you know, rotating spheres, his own body, etc., but he's physically in that other space as mass and consciousness. Now the real question, is there more money to be made with the Pym particle from the military or as a miracle diet? Dalton Thompson Rutherford and Bohr Schrodinger, Heisenberg Many, many more Used their brains to venture in the realm of inner space Found the world of the atom was a weird and wondrous place Mad Theories may return. Leave your questions to the professor, either at fireandwaterpodcast.com, the Fire and Water Facebook page, or Twitter using hashtag FWPodcasts. All geek-related topics acceptable.